episode 48 of you meet in a tavern what happened last time <laughs> i think derf gave the recap last time tug what do we do we got back to the uh, original temple but in the upside down yeah we're in the upside down version of the og temple um and now we're about to fight a giant arachnid did i get it there was a <laughs> There was a, there was a baby. Oh we god, we, that was we never really up. worked that out. There we was, didn't really work out. Carl, yeah. Carl was there with a baby, and it was like he's. I was like, "What's the deal with this baby?" And he's like, "It's me." And then we, we just sort of walked down the hallway and never talked about that again. <laughs> it was funny. You guys were like all, all laughing and like dicking around, dicking around. And then Carl was like, "It's me," and Tug was like, "Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Come again?" Yeah, I, actually, I remember us wasting way too much time while it was crying. And weren't you spamming puff of wind on it to make like the dads feel better or something while the kid was crying? Yep, that happened. Okay, see, I remembered all the important parts. That was turf. Yeah, so you guys, um, you came into the temple separately and kind of met up in the hallway right before you went into this domed area. And yeah, you, you got the the main points, right? You saw a baby. Carl picked up a baby. Uh, Tess is currently kind of like coddling it as it's crying. And um, Carl recognized that it was actually him. And then you saw Carl and Tess, you guys, you found Durf and Tug and their dads. And their dads were kind of like, not feeling too hot and you guys walked into this bright room which you remember from the original temple was this large domed area and around this dome in the original temple were the seven statues uh, of, of the priests of Pelor yep except Boom. in this upside down world it's currently inhabited by um just tons and tons of these silvery thick spider webs and within this web there are about six different pods all intertwined with this golden um, golden sash that it's kind of like going out from this center piece which is the form of a, of a man kind of slumped over suspended in the center of it all and these pieces of sash are stretching out to these six different pods uh, basically intertwining with, with web just these thick thick pods and as you kind of were gazing upon this a ripple in space-time opened up and out appeared this large arachnid creature with the, the abdomen or the the torso of a of a gray woman with razor sharp teeth red eyes and the abdomen of this giant spider and the legs sticking out and this abdomen is is glowing with this golden hourglass as she raises a staff and kind of hisses down at you. She doesn't make any sudden moves, but she is surrounding this figure of a man that's kind of in the center of the room, and you guys are underneath. Now you see 
Bosco and Henry, they're kind of like still hanging back near the entrance, not feeling too great. Tess is back there holding the baby, just staring up at this scene. And that's where you're at. Did we already make the reference that this thing sounds like Stalk from uh, Saga? I did. Okay. Did you? Did you in the yeah. in the episode? Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and I'm just just uh, because of where we are in this adventure. I, th- I think when you guys came up to this temple, um, well, Tug and Durf, you're a different story. You got surrounded by this mist and kind of got a long rest before you woke up and uh, did all this stuff with your dads. So I'm going to say you guys are back. You didn't get hurt at all, I don't think, in the um, Cyclops fight. You may have cast a few spells, but let's just say the energy of the temple, this holy aura that surrounds this, brings you guys back up to uh, full hit points, full spell slots, all that. All three of you, Carl too, let's say you guys got a long rest in there, kind of in in a more mystical way than actually just sleeping. Bring you to full power for this. Ever let us say, Joe never did anything for us. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to be fine, okay? Come I'm on. sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, we can play it out if you want. Nope, I already uh, changed the numbers and I can't remember what they were before, so. <laughs> Mine was e- easy. It was zero and then I made it 45 because I don't really stay anywhere in the middle anymore. <laughs> I'm either at full or fucking dead. (laughs) All right. So you guys are sitting there. You see this happen. You see this creature kind of creep down with its long, sharp legs. And um, it's looking down at you. Does it have a mouth? Yes. I mean, it's it's a a woman's torso. Yeah. Evening, neighbor. Jeez. That's where we're going. She kind of just hisses and clicks a little bit uh just this shrill shrieking sound towards you as like a warning almost to stay away but she's not attacking yet do i do i understand what she's saying it, via my passive uh speak to animals no she's not quite an animal she's not an actual spider joe explain to me this the the man or thing floating in the middle of the room is um, it in the webs is or is it just like floating it's in the webs. It's definitely, I mean, there's webs everywhere. This moonlight right. is coming down from the hole in the ceiling that's kind of like shining and uh, this blinding light all around the webs. Um, this slumped over man is almost mummified by the, the sash that is wrapped all around it, but it's also stuck in the webs with its arms and legs outstretched. And then the sash is branching off of his body to the different pods that are around the outside of the room, kind of where the statues are. Okay. And she's Um, not attacking us? She's not. She seems to be protecting her domain currently, but you guys have not made any sudden movements towards her. And Okay. I, I'm going to use conjure animals to conjure eight flies like what? house flies and offer them to her as what? a gift because she's a spider and she probably eats those does that cost the spell slot i, I used a crappy one yeah just one <laughs> just okay um uh okay give me hmm so where are you conjuring these just in front of you in, f- in my in my in my hand so it's obvious that i'm the i'm you know summoning them 
and and then I just sort of push them towards her, um, like as a as like a gift, a gift okay. for her to befriend her. Sure, roll me a persuasion check with disadvantage. With disadvantage. <laughs> um, as okay. the hold on, as the flies uh, come out. Tug has the immovable rod and the cable call just kind of slide up from like <laughs> up in his forearms, like where he's just kind of holding them like in his palms, but up his forearms. They just both just kind of slide, so he has like the grip on the end ready to for to engage whatever is about to happen. The persuasion check is a fifteen. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> so these flies. So what happens? What do these flies do? They just kind of float into the web and get stuck there. Sure, but like next to her, where the, where they'll be convenient. I mean, there's web all over the place, right? So in the like next to her, where it will be convenient for her to just kind of pop in the pop them in her mouth, you know, like some popcorn. But uh, all right, flies. Um, I guess this she doesn't see this as a a threatening move. She doesn't immediately attack. Um, she kind of creeps over there. You see these long legs just one after the other stretch away from this figure in the center, but her eyes still stay on you and uh, her torso extends. And just in one quick snap, she bites down on these flies and she swallows them, but she never keeps her eyes off of you. Okay. That's step one. But you're not buddies. Okay. So tug, tug reaches and plucks off uh, like, like without making any, to wild motion reaches up to his necklace and plucks off one of the level one spells and just kind of pops it up and using the immovable rod just baseball swings it and hits it towards the uh towards the spider lady and that level one spell is grease okay i had to look it up but yeah, i remember what does it do? tell me so slick grease covers 10 foot square centered on a point within range and turns into difficult terrain for that duration when the grease appears, each creature standing in its area must succeed a dexterity saving throw or fall prone. Um. Okay. Well, so that's so much for being friends. <laughs> oh my god! Well, it's distracted by the fucking flies. I wasn't trying to distract her. I was trying to. I was trying to avoid the fight. <laughs> I'm putting in work, Tins. You're putting right. in work to to thwart me. Doug, give me an athletics check first of all to see if you hit the baseball esque. Guess what, bud? I'm going to spend a key point and pass that <laughs> shit automatically. Oh, shit, I forgot my, you could my, do that. My, my, my skull grew three sizes that day as I Barry Bonds the shit out of that spell. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, you hear the uh, nest from Super Smash Brothers ping of a bat <laughs> as you crush this bead, and it soars, breaks through the webbing, and explodes uh, all around this spider. And she's going to make a dex save, right? Uh, that's a two plus, I don't think it's going to be enough. Nope, that's a five total. Um, so this so she grease- fucking falls from the top of the thing? <laughs> well, Hell she- yeah, I'm a <laughs> genius. <laughs> she kind of like the grease kind of bursts all over and all the webbing around her just becomes this sticky, slick mess of black just this like ink blob just bursts all around her and you can see her start to lose her footing she screeches you hear the baby um scream out at the same time that this this woman this arachnid screeches to the sky the moonbeam
beam brightens and she slips and she falls several feet where she lands on her back and frantically tries to get away from this webbing, losing her footing. And let's roll initiative. God damn it. <laughs> when she whips our ass, just for the record, I tried to be friends. Uh, well, I just rolled a two on the initiative. So, you know, <laughs> back, back, right. back on my bullshit. I rolled a five and a four with a... Um, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I want to use one of my potions. You can do something, Carl. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I want to use one, one of my cat strikes first. Okay. Gives me plus five bonus to initiative twice per short rest. All right, let's just say you chugged that about the same time as Tug brought out those rods. I've got a 22. 22? You rolled a what, Durfs? An eight? Eight. All right, let's do this. Carl, you are up first. So seeing as how we don't really know what she's going to do or what she's capable of yet, I don't want to move. But what I want to do is cast a firebolt, which is one of my cantrips, on her webbing to try and light her webbing on fire and maybe take that advantage away from her. Sick. Okay. Awesome. Do it. See, you got it. That's what I was thinking. 18 to hit. Okay, yeah, absolutely. This firebolt just strikes true right down the same path as Tug's grease ball. And when it hits the grease that's covering her and the webbing, it bursts into flames. And um, the whole central area around her, like in a 10-foot radius, just explodes into flames. Why don't you roll? What's the damage on firebolt there? It's 1d10 plus 4. All right, double whatever you get. That would be a 9 plus 4 is 13, so... 26? 26. Sick. Okay, awesome. Carl, as you do this, as you do this, as she takes this hit and this fire surrounds her, she shrieks out in pain, and at the same time, I said earlier the baby cried, but now actually Bosco and Henry call out in pain, and for a moment you see the moonbeam brighten, and one of the pods around the room explodes. And it bursts, and inside this golden aura that was attached to this lace kind of bursts forward in a cloud that surrounds the webbing on the outside, almost like um, surrounding this dome like an IMAX theater, right? This projection that comes out of this pod. And and it's just for a moment, it's it's very quick, just for a few seconds, but you see a river, and you see a woman standing next to the river skipping rocks, And as she turns around, you see this big, great big red flower, this beautiful flower in her hair, and you catch a glimpse of her face, and it's a young version of your mother. And just as she turns and you notice that, it disappears. I'm not sure that was good. And the the spidery creature rolls to the left and rolls to the right until these flames in this grease is extinguished and just smoldering on her body and she shrieks and cries out and lifts the staff above her head and points it in your direction Carl and she's going to cast hold person so I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw 18 18 okay you you save so you could feel this energy this bolt of blue electricity kind of rushes forward and surrounds your body but you hold strong and you're able to push this feeling of paralysis that is kind of trying to consume you and uh, Durf it's your turn I think fighting this uh, this creature was the wrong call after that little cutscene I'm concerned I'm very concerned <laughs> um, 
you shouldn't have fed bugs, buddy, and then we wouldn't be in this situation. I was sh- I'm t- it's we're gonna like forget our <laughs> fucking we're gonna like lose our memories or our dads are gonna die or something. That's what's gonna happen. That's my prediction. Um Durf is Durf is very concerned. I mean, but that you shouldn't be concerned about that. Like, what if baby Carl dies and then real Carl dies and then then we're just done here? What's what I'm saying? Any number of bad things. We're messing could with happen. the time space <laughs> continuum right now, buddy. What was that little fucking flat? Wait, whose whose mom was it? Brian's mom. It was Carl's my mom. Carl's, not, Carl's mom. It was not Carl's Brian's mom. real okay. life mother. We're we're gonna we're gonna like right. finish this. It was fight. my real life mom. We're gonna like finish this fight. And Carl's not gonna remember what his mom looks like. That's what that's what I, it's like. Carl's memories that we're here's, murdering. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. <laughs> How? Why don't we divert some 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 heat to the pods, and we start trying to figure out what's in the pods before they keep exploding, while we distract the razor tooth lady. I'm gonna use polymorph. On the, into into on what? the spider lady. I'm gonna turn it. What's something? Why didn't you your... just turn into a spider? Why would I turn into a spider? Because you can fucking do that. What? What? That would have been benef- a what? What benefit would we accrue? Actually, for of all the times you've turned into a spider, this would have been the right time to do that. Why? What would it? What advantage would we accrue from me being a spider? What advantage do we accrue from feeding her spiders? Or flies. flies. Or flies. I was trying to prevent us from fighting her, and now it is becoming clear that there are going to be negative consequences from fighting her. Have you not met Tug? I know. Did you really think this wasn't going to be a fight? I don't know. Hey, you got to get. Wait. You got to try. I didn't. In, I didn't initiate the hostility. You got to try. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she. She's uh, a person, and you fed her flies. Yeah. Well, no. She ate them. <laughs> She ate him. Oh, I poly- she, ate anger. she ate them angrily. I polymorph her into a uh, kitten. Okay. Uh, what do you, what do I have to roll for this? Wisdom save. Unless she consents. She does not consent. <laughs> <laughs> she does not consent. Okay. All right. Let me spell see has, if I can. Spell has no effect on a shape changer. She's not a shape changer, is she? Um. No. No, she is not. Nope, you're good. All right, uh, wisdom save. <laughs> yeah. That's what you said, right? Yep. Uh, that's a 20, not natural. Well, that passes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it look like? A fucking... Aggro kitten didn't work <laughs> out, so... <laughs> okay, she, she transforms very momentarily into a kitten and then just... Pops back out and is very mad. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she still has whiskers. Uh, yeah, so that happens. So she poofs into a kitten for just a second, lets out a meow, and then poof, is right back and is extra pissed. Um, and Tess is holding on to baby Carl, basically, this this child. And the child is screaming and flailing in her arms. Um, and Tess... It's just like just trying to calm her down, pulling her away or pulling him away, walking further and further away from this spider um, before she trips and falls over Bosco and Henry, who are face down in the stone floor and tug her up. Can I take a bonus action and say, Bosco and Henry, what the fuck is going on, man? With this spider lady, I should have asked you before I used a move. You can <laughs> you can say that. So you're gonna turn back towards them and give me a perception check. 
Uh, perception 17. All right, so you're looking. You look back at Tess as she kind of like falls backwards, and you say this to Bosco and Henry, and you notice with a seventeen, you notice um, them flat on the floor, but you take a look at their eyes as they're just slits and they are glowing gold. And uh, Tug, you're up. Um, <clears throat> wait, I use a unicorn totem with my actual bonus action. Okay. Just throw it down. I don't do anything, but I. All do right, it. that's the healing totem. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Um, okay, so how far away am I from Spider Lady, and how far away am I from the furthest pod? Um, okay, so the pod that ex- that bursts after the strike on her first uh, was one of the closer ones. So I'd say Spider Lady maybe 20 feet in front of you in the center of the room. Pod 30 feet to the right of you on one of the edges of the room. But... All of this is kind of trapped in spiderweb, so everything you move through is going to have to be uh, difficult terrain unless you do something about it. I'd say, actually, actually, you you burst with the flame and everything. There's a clear path to the lady, but if you want to go try to climb up to get one of these pods, it's going to be difficult terrain. Half speed. And is that does that impact the cable call as well? Um, No. Uh, then I will definitely cable call over to the 30 foot one okay. to the right. Just just trying to creep up on it, not uh, do anything to it. Up next to it, and then I want to look at it and potentially not aggressively like hit into it, but maybe try and like shred away some of the webbing, depending okay, awesome. on what I actually see when I'm there. Yeah, sure. So you cable call, you point this cable call at it and extend out and it pulls you through this webbing. You just feel it against your face, just ripping it. And you get up right next to this thing hanging onto the wall and you look at it. Give me an investigation check. Who definitely thought I was going to be able to perceive this. That is a three. <laughs> um, all right. So with a three, you don't see much. It's pretty much this just this large orb with golden light inside. Um, but you can tell. I guess this isn't giving too much away. You can tell that this uh, this pulsating light that's inside it is coming from the sash. This this pulsating light seems to be traveling towards and away from the central figure in the center of the room. And Carl, you're... Oh, no. Tug, you're... St- no, that was your action. Okay. You want to do anything with that bonus action or anything? Um, I'm going to see uh, if I can make any progress kind of tearing away at the spiderwebs. Okay. Give me a uh, slide of hand check, I guess. 23. Yeah. You, you rip it apart. Um... With a 23, you are shredding this. You you pull it apart, pull it apart. You're pulling spider webs. You're ripping sat pieces of sash away from it. Your hand, as you touch this sash tug, just begins to burn furiously. Your palm, that, that uh, little straight line with the arrow around, around your palm is just burning intensely as you rip this apart. And you rip it open. And again, this cloud of this golden cloud of uh, this golden essence just bursts out from this pod and surrounds the room and as it does as this explodes you hear the lady shriek again and it fills the room the sound fills the room this horrible horrible shriek and click and around the room another projection shows and you see a 
teenage form of Carl's father, and he is working in the stables, and he's brushing this long brown horse, this thick, strong brown horse. And as he's brushing and washing this horse, you just hear this muffled um, voice kind of echo across the room says, at a girl, at a girl, Deacon. And then the vision fades again. And Carl, you're up. And that was the one in the middle. Uh, it was. It was just one. That was the pod on the right. to the right of yep. to the right of me. Okay. Okay. There's there's four more around the room. And that one's like gone now. Spent. It's. Yep. Okay. The essence inside of it is gone. For what it's worth, before we burst any more open, I'm going to try and just what my next turn is going to be. I'm going to try and cable call to the thing in the middle of the room, levitating in the middle of the room. Okay. And see if I can figure out what it yeah, is. Yeah, that'll be on your next turn. Um, but yep. it, it's Carl's turn now. So well, she's kind of what's she doing? She's she just, just kind of in the got middle. turned into a kitten and poofed and back, back up. and is still kind of uh, ten feet below this uh, figure in the center of the room that's trapped in the webs. I'm going to uh, rush forward and engage her to try and give Tug time to maneuver to the next pod. All right, perfect. You can do that with the uh, flaming path you have opened up for yourself. Oh, your your mounts are here also. Your mount—I forgot to mention that that was part of the recap too. You found oh, your mounts. That's your mounts right. are in the room. Well, I want. Oh, in that case, I want Croker to. Can I commit? <laughs> forgot you had Croker to attack her. Croker, uh, you didn't have Croker as a mount. You had um, Croker is long gone. Croker was something you summoned. Right. Vern is in the room with oh, you. Oh, Vern. Even better. I just wanted to distract her. That's really it. I'm trying to buy time for Tug to do his thing. How are you going to distract her? We're going to divine smiter. Okay. That, <laughs> all right. That works. Uh, that'll that'll get her attention. That'll uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to use one of my Sora's Bane charges. Okay. Ugh. A 13 to hit. Uh, that'll miss. 26 to hit. That will hit. 30 damage. Whew. Okay. Nice. What does it look like? As I'm charging toward her, I got obviously got my shield out. And just before I reach her, I grab the hilt of Swordsbane and kind of just do an like a arcing uppercut, uh, just kind of across her torso. Okay, awesome. Um, and this blue holy light shines on your blade as you slice through uh, the bottom of her torso as you lift your sword up, and she shrieks again. And with the power that comes from her scream mixes in with the scream of Tess. You hear her from the side of the room from behind you shriek out in horror and as you turn to look you see this baby is frantically scratching at her face, has climbed up her chest and is just going out on an all out attack to her face and at the same time on either side of her Bosco and Henry raise up from the ground and they stare forward at you with blank golden eyes as they begin to step forward towards the center of the room. Like it, like in an aggressive way? Yeah. You guys. Like in a zombified <laughs> way. I'm gonna have almost. to kill your dads. I'm Remember, sorry. You're gonna have to kill yourself. I mean, at, at this point, I'm okay with that. I feel like we're not exhausting our options before we just commit to that. I mean, we didn't exhaust our options before engaging her either, so it's fine. It'll be fine. Guys, it'll be fine. So up next is this creature's turn. Um, I'm just going to call her by what she actually is. She's a drider. She's a spellcasting drider. And the drider 
raises up with this staff, Carl, right above you. She is distracted by you from that hit. And she swings down with her staff twice and with her razor-sharp teeth goes down for a bite on your neck. So with three attacks, she's going to hit you. Well, she might hit you. Uh, Eight. So her first staff swings low and you block it with your shield. 20, not natural. Uh, I'd like to use shield. Okay. That's a reaction? That's a reaction, yep. All right. So that'll be a miss. So what does shield do? It gives plus five bonus to AC, including against the triggering attack. All right, perfect. So and again, it lasts till the start of my next turn. Awesome. So uh, what does that look like when she strikes to hit you? Because she looks like she's about to hit you again. I give my shield up to block the first one, and as soon as her next one gets ready to hit, uh, just this kind of bluish light encapsulates Carl, um, and it's, as her strike hits the shield, it kind of just like bounces off nice and she rears back and lunges forward again this time with her teeth and she rolls a 19 not natural does not hit even with shield or shield with with shield yeah oh shield lasts how long till my the start of my next turn oh fuck yeah okay so she cannot hit you the first one hitting your physical shield the second two attacks hitting this blue holy light that surrounds you like unnatural armor and she just can't get through to do any damage to you but she is distracted and uh, Durf you're up Durf Durf's having a little analysis paralysis here (laughs) Uh, uh, very very uncomfortable with everything that's going on right now Um, and so would it be fair to say that like the webs are like on the ground too right Yes. So yeah. It's not like a like if I conjured an animal, they wouldn't have like free range around the whole room. They'd be kind of stuck in like the hallway of correct. Unless Carl you made. had unless you conjure an animal with spider climb. Um. Well, I guess I could do that. I'm very concerned about our. You know what I'm gonna do? Here's what I want to do. Uh, let me ask you if I can do this. There's giant spider on here. I think Giant Spider has the booty squirts. <laughs> I think we said that. I think we made that canon. Uh, I, I actually think that um, the one CR Giant Spider canonically actually has booty squirts. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Which you can conjure now. Yes, he does. He does. He has a it has web. So what I want to do is I'm I'm very concerned about our dad's turning evil and the baby, which is attacking Tess. So giant spider is CR one. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna conjure four giant spiders. Fuck yeah. Um. Their names are. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> their names are Tony. <laughs> Steve. I thought you were going to go with, like, uh, Goodfellas. But then you threw in Steve. (laughs) Tony, Steve, Thor, and uh, Bruce. Make sure you write those down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to keep track of their HP, obviously. They're going to work. Yeah, they're going to work as a squad. So roll initiative (laughs) just for one squad. Uh, 17. Okay, sick. So they will go after Carl. That's the end of my turn. All right. Um, 
All right, so up next is Tess, who screams, and she falls to the ground as this baby is attacking her, um, and she lifts her staff up just underneath her chin to kind of put it between this baby, and this light surrounds the staff as these magic missiles burst out, and the baby goes flying backwards and slams against the wall and bursts into another of this golden essence and this burst of cloud that starts to surround the room projecting just on the side of the wall a very very quick scene and what you see in this this maybe 20 foot radius against the wall is you see Carl's mother rocking um, a small baby in a room as Carl's dad leans up against the door frame just watching and listening to her hum a lullaby and then the vision fades. This is Joe, your Dungeon Master. Thanks for listening to episode 48, uh, the pseudo finale of this Shade arc. I hope you're enjoying the battle and uh, what's to come. So I want to just quickly in the middle of this give a special shout out to our $15 or more patrons. These are people that donate financially to the show, give their hard-earned money to keep us going. So thank you guys so much uh, just for your support, your never-ending support. Um, and help. So Dash Cole, Andre K, Jello Crew, Kurt Nolan, Tarkin Davis, Sierra Clark, Jason Ford, Jonathan Zeman, Michael Kenitzer, GM Binder, Max Bender, Holly Roxana, Ice Blue 220, Strive for Honor, Sarah Blue, Mark Deacon, and Joe, you know who this is. Please read the entire name and Karen Angel. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I'll read whatever you want if you, you continue to donate to the show. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and I think that's it. I don't have any announcements. I don't have any. We've been super busy. Again, I apologize. Um, this whole spring, you know, if you binge the show, this is great because you guys just, you know, uh, follow episode after episode without having to wait too long. But for those of you that are caught up, I'm I'm really sorry. We have had just a very busy spring, both us and Jacob, who does the music. You know, usually we can get a recording out and send it to him, and then he takes a while to get back. So um, it's just been busy, and hopefully, you know, hopefully things have slowed down now, and uh, we can get up episodes to you quicker. We're actually scheduled to record a week from today, so hopefully we can get this next one to you a little bit faster than we have the, the last few. Uh, but I don't want to take up any more of your time. Thank you guys for your continued support and, and listenership, and I, we hope you uh, enjoyed the story, and we'll continue to as we kind of wrap this thing up uh, pretty soon. So... Without further ado, the rest of episode 48, we will talk to you guys later. Bye.
And Tug, you're up. So Tess just magic missiled the baby. Is it <laughs> is it dead? It's gone. It disappeared. It exploded. Okay. Uh, once it explodes, uh, Tug sh- like shit whips around and looks at <laughs> Carl to see if he's just like Thanos snapped out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> now he's still there with the spider, with the drider. <laughs> Tug just kind of like looks over, sees that he's still he's like, fuck, I guess. And then, and then Tug's going to cable call up to um, the middle floaty thing. Okay. That, 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 that all the, um, what is it? What'd you call it? A tapestry ribbon thing? The sash? The, the sash. The, yeah, the totem that you guys were searching for. Yep. That's it. That's the one. Um, then I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go up there and investigate that. I don't, I don't really know. Is it like just, is it on the ceiling? It's covering, right? It's kind of in the middle, suspended in this webbing. So almost like, uh, the, the center of a globe, like the core of the room. Okay. So Tug's going to cable call above it and then just kind of, uh, release the cable call to just kind of use it to suspend in the air, like above it. So he can see what's that you know what i mean yep, like yep, shoot absolutely. it above it and then like hang down yep. so you can see what's going on so you're with hanging it. down on this cable you spidey climb your way over there with this cable call and you're hanging down and this this figure is about 10 feet just above the drider and i'm gonna just see if she notices you do this yep she does that's the at <laughs> 20 so she sees no. you um you you catch her eyes as she looks and she looks as if because it's not her turn yet but she looks as if um, she doesn't care at all that Carl is attacking her now. Her eyes are focused on you as she hisses and just starts to make her way up there. As you are, um, you investigate this figure and it is currently mummified in this sash. Like I said, wrapped around arms, legs, head, everything is completely encapsulated. Um, what do you want to do with this? So she's making, you said she, she, her attention's on me, but is she still like kind of like right under it? Yeah, she's still further away from you. You've got like this turn to do something before she's going to be on you. Because she can easily move around with her spider body. I'm going to use a key point. Uh, one, now that I noticed her, I'm going to use my bonus action to expend a key point and um, put in patient defense so I have a dodge next turn. Okay. Uh, or until the start of my next turn. And then my actual action for the turn is going to be to try and... So I'm, like, hanging by the cable call. I'm going to try and, like, s- swing uh, with the immovable rod to just start, like, cutting through or knocking through some of the webbing that's keeping it suspended in the middle. Okay, sweet. Not, like, not hit the core of it, but what's keeping it suspended. To kind of make it drop a little bit. Yeah. Okay, um, <clears throat> give me uh, give me actually an attack roll this time. Like uh, dex, just normal dex attack roll on the webbing. Okay. That is a 26. So we discussed that I could use my immovable rod and um, cable call kind of as martial weapons. Yep, but your cable call you're using to hang on right now. So. Right, but the immovable rod yep. was also part of that. Yep. So can I deal? Oh, martial weapon. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you're good. Okay. 
Uh, so that is a three plus five. That's eight damage. Okay, sweet. So you you strike some of this, and you see this figure start to sag. And Carl, you're up, and you see her turn away from you and begin to kind of climb upwards. Before she turns away from me, I uh, I heard the screaming of a baby. I'm just so happy that I'm alive (laughs) and that I'm still here. (laughs) It's a truly a joyous occasion and hopefully our our quest will um, be a success (laughs) because I'm still here, guys. (laughs) All right. uh, That's your turn. Thank you, Soros Bane. And Derp, your spider squad is up. Okay, so I have a question. I was hoping, I, the, the reason I summoned four is because I was hoping to send them to do two different tasks. Um, I you can do that. Gonna, okay, so yeah. um, what I want them to do, because I'm afraid our dads are about to get buck wild um, <laughs> on us. I would like Tony and Steve to booty squirt my dad. Okay. Okay. And Thor and Bruce to booty squirt um, Tug's dad. Okay. And the booty squirt, what it does is it's it's a ranged attack, and if it hits, they're restrained. Okay, if it's just if it hits. Okay, sweet. Yeah. All right, so they are currently kind of like creeping up on Carl right now, about to rush forward when your spiders appear behind them. Should I roll once for each duo or like twice or with advantage because it's two? Yeah, roll uh, once for each duo, but roll with advantage like you're... Okay. Yep. So the first duo targeting my dad, roll a 23. Yeah, you're good. And the second duo targeting Tug's dad, roll a 15. 15 does not hit Tug's dad, so... Um, your spider, which, which two spiders? Give me names. Go for, uh, Henry. Tony and Steve direct hit, and he's basically splatted. Is he next to a wall, or he's just standing in the middle of the room? He's kind of walking towards the middle of the room, toward the fountain. So I'm going to say it hits him, the first squirt hits him up top and, like, jackknifes him down on the ground. Okay. And then the second one comes in low and, uh, you know splats his lower body down too. Okay, so perfect. Super restrained to the ground. So Henry is restrained. He screeches this unnatural sound that mimics the driders. Um, but Bosco cannot be held back. Your spider uh, gets him around the legs, but he yanks his ankles forward and rips from it. The next one, um, the spider gets him around the arm and tries to pull him back, but he muscles through and rips through the spider charging his way towards Carl and uh, he's going to strike out with a fury of blows um, at Carl and that's three attacks that's a 16 a natural one and then a 25 that last one hits so the last one hits so Carl you uh, snap out of your crying fit and are able to block two blows quickly but the second one does hit you uh, and you're going to take eight bludgeoning damage from Bosco. The fist connects with your temple, and you stagger backwards from this incredible hit. And up next is the spider who is going to climb its way up towards Tug, wrapping her body kind of around this 
golden figure in defense and the um, hourglass that glows on her abdomen starts to glow green and all of a sudden this spray comes out this almost like a booty squirt but it's more from her abdomen this green poisonous spray uh, strikes out towards you tug and I need you to make a con save all right let's see if my plus zero will get me there (laughs) Uh, 14 Uh, that just passes just passes so um, she sprays you with this poison and you can feel your skin start to burn um, but it may, you managed to swing around with the cable call and it just just barely um, surrounds kind of your legs and you're able to uh, to avoid some of the brunt of the damage there and she's going to see you swing around and easily climb up her her legs her long eight spidery legs are going to climb around she's going to strike at you with a bite attack and this is with disadvantage because of patient defense uh yeah disadvantage any attack roll against you has disadvantage if you can see the attacker um and i make dex dex saving throws with advantage so in this case only disadvantage all right so uh, two 16s does a 16 hit it does not okay so you uh you're able to dodge around so how, how do you dodge it um, I already have the momentum from trying to like spin my body out from um, out from, from out of the way of the like like spit poison, and when it's when I when I swing back around and she uh, ma- makes an attack on me, I just kind of like pull up with my my right hand, so I kind of get a little loft, and then just turn my body and re-catch the cable call with my other hand. Awesome. Just kind of like swapping the rod into my right hand, catching the the cable call with my left, and just kind of fading the, the attack on the way through. Sick. Alright, nice. So you dodged that, but she is still all eyes on you. Durf, you're up. Didn't Who, who just got hit? Uh, D- uh, Carl is currently being pummeled by Bosco. But not very hard, right? Pummeled is str- a strong yeah, word. Okay, Bosco is attacking Carl. Yeah, we okay. I got distracted for a second. Did, did Tug get hit by the spider? No. He dodged okay. all attacks. Okay. So everyone is fine. <laughs> for now. All right. Uh, well, then the whole of in- Wait, no, it's not the spider's turn. It's my turn. But nobody's yep. hurt. That's nobody's my whole... Hurt. That's my whole job. There are still four pods left. Um, I'll go check out a pod, whichever one's closest to me. You can hold your action. Like, if you're concerned about healing, you can hold your action and step back in into the order. We're not taking very much damage, though. Maybe she's about and to... That's fi- no, that's fine. I'm just saying, that's if that's what you're focused on, that's an option you have. Um, do, do whatever it is you want. You're the one that started this mess by feeding her fucking flies. True, 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 true. Um, I'm gonna go check out another one of these pods. That seems like the cool thing to be doing that everyone is doing these days. Are you gonna take uh, Rosa with you? Yeah, I'll fly over on her. Is she near me? That's gonna be the best option because otherwise you won't be able to reach one with the spider webs. Yeah, I'll 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 go. I'll do a little, and she'll she pops over and I hop on her back and we go over to the closest one. Okay, sweet. Give me an animal handling check. LOL. Um, <laughs> plus 15. Let's see. That's an 18 plus 13 yeah, is 31. Right. 
plus. Okay, 31. Yeah, you're able to easily dodge through the bulk of the spider webs. You're weaving in and out. Um, a, not a single web strand touches Rose's feathers as you approach the next pod. And what are you going to do as you get close? I guess what did Tug? Tug just kind of like ripped, ripped it open through it. I'll was, do yeah, it. Yeah, Shred so it. everything that was keep. Uh, oh, yeah. Are you talking about on the one on the wall? Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of teared it open at the middle, and what I'm doing with the the suspended like main one in the middle is just cutting out around it so it drops. Okay, I'll 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 tear this one open. Have Rosa help me, kind of. She's got like talons, knives on her, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So she <laughs> yeah. soars down and kind of clasps her talons around the top of one and just rips straight upwards and. Another one of these bursts of this golden essence um, explodes out from this pod and surrounds the room and a longer sort of vision. This was one of the larger pods uh, starts to project itself around these webs and around the dome. And you see a similar vision that you've seen before, almost exactly the same. You see the three boys, Bosco, Henry, and adult Carl uh, traveling through the misty wood, stumbling across the temple that bursts from the ground, and then the whole scene goes black. And as it does, as this thing bursts around the room, the drider shrieks and cries out, and you begin to see on its abdomen ripples start to form from the hourglass, like lightning bolts streak across and start to open up almost like wounds on her body and gold light begins to shine out of it as it shrieks in pain and drops closer to the ground for just a moment all right so up next is tess who's shook by (laughs) what just happened with the baby but she notices what's going on with the pods and derf and Rosa ripping open one and how it affected this drider and she yells out and she says the pods we need we need to destroy those and uh, she rushes towards uh, the next one the closest one that she can find trying to rip through this webbing to get to it uh, but it's difficult terrain obviously so she's not making much progress but she's headed in that direction and Tuck you're up I'm gonna stick on uh, wait so now the spider's on me now though right yeah, so we're totally surrounding you in your melee range, just below you, kind of uh, wrapped itself around the mummified figure. Okay. Um, and there's four pot, three pods left. Yep. Four. Half, half are gone. Okay. Um, I'm going to pop off uh, my other level two orb, leaving me with my level three and my level one. Okay. And since I'm still suspended above the thing in the middle and the spider, I'm going to just chuck the orb straight down um, and using uh, the level two thunder wave. Sick. Um, So constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 3d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from me. On a successful save, half damage and isn't pushed. Oh, and any th- any unsecured objects that are within the area are pushed ten feet away as well. Okay, um, is that gonna affect me and Bosco too? Are you guys right under it? Yeah. 
Yeah, about 10, 10 feet below. So it's fifteen. It's fifteen feet from me. Okay, so they'll do, be just out of range. Yeah, so I'm the epicenter of it, and it's fifteen feet off of me. Okay, but the figure that is below the mummified figure is still restrained, so it'll move, but uh, won't take any damage, I suppose. All right, con okay. save. Yeah, that's a fourteen. And I and I don't remember what we decided. I think we said it was uh, 8 plus proficiency plus wisdom for you. I think you're good because at level 10 it should be like maybe 4, 3 or 4, which is a 12. And then what's your wisdom? Plus 3, plus 4? Oh, yeah. So 8, 12 plus 3. So it's a 15. Okay, so it just just misses. Okay, so I need to roll 3d8 and she is pushed 10 feet. So I guess guess that's what you're in danger of there, Carl. She's going to careen down 10 feet. (laughs) Yeah, she might land on top of Carl and Bosco. It'll be fine. Just flex your muscles and point your sword upwards. (laughs) Eight plus five plus two. So 15 damage and push 10 feet. Okay, nice. So that's some good damage. And then my, my bonus action will be to release the cable call. So now I'm I'm standing on top of the suspended thing. Okay. All right. Sweet. Uh, all right. So as this thunder wave, as this burst from your bead kind of surrounds her and this figure, the figure sways left and right. You can see some of the webbing start to fall. It sags again a little bit from this sash, but the sash that are, are still hanging onto the remaining pods are holding it up. And the drider falls, completely loses her footing, falls straight down towards Carl, and you are up next, and you uh, recognize that this thing is coming straight for you and Bosco. How far away is the closest pod? From you? Yeah, and is that the one that Tess's? Uh, Yeah, it's about the same one, and I'd say from you, it's probably like 25 feet. Is there another one that's within like 30 feet? You're in the middle of the room, so they're pretty much... Perfect. I'm going to, uh, seeing as it looks like she's coming for me, I would like to try a misty step to one of the other pods. Okay. So the one 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 that she is not going for. Right. Okay, perfect. So you do that. That's easy. That's just a, a spell. So at the last, actually, give me a um, like an acrobatics or athletics check just to see if you're able to. Uh, yeah, athletics. Perfect. Tw- uh, natural 20. Fine. Okay, fine. Yeah, you're total a- totally able to. Uh, with your your athletic ability, see this creature coming, pull out whatever is necessary to cast this Misty Steps spell, and you disappear in the flash of blue and reappear in the spider web directly next to a pod. And at the same time that uh, the Drider falls directly on top of Bosco. Perfect. And then I would like to, I'm going to start uh, hacking away at the pod. Okay. With your sword, give me an attack roll. Yeah. Uh, both are 18s to hit. Okay, you are good. Did I miss one? There might only be two pods left. Well, Kirk did one. Kirk did one, tested no, one. one. Tested one. Tested one? Well, and yeah, one of them, one of them like, burst on its own. One of them burst at the beginning. The spider, right? Yeah, so we have four down. So we have four down. So there's only two left. There's one that Carl was going for and then one that Tess is going for. Yep. yep, that's my fault. Yep. All right, so there's two left. So you're going for one, and you slash slash it open, 
easily the sword slices through cutting this sash and um, spider web apart and the, the pod bursts and another cloud of this gold essence as the spider shrieks and more kind of thunderous spidery lightning wounds um, reach out around its body breaking apart its abdomen and starting to to uh, break apart its skin even you see it waver on top of Bosco's body and roll over and the vision that surrounds this this projection that surrounds this spider web is that of quick flashes of Bosco um, laying on his deathbed just gray slumped over white sheet over top of him the archmage and Carl looking down on his body and then it quickly flashes to the same thing with Henry and his last moments. And it's at that moment in time that you hear another series of shrieks coming from Henry and Bosco and their bodies burst into a golden cloud and soar upwards towards the moon and disappear completely. Well, shit. And the vision fades. Durf says in character. <laughs> and that was Carl's turn. Uh, I guess the spiders are still out, but there's nothing uh, that they're holding with their sticky webs anymore. How far are they from the final orb? Uh, they're about on level with Tess, who's running through the webs, attempting to slice her way through. But, but like, how far? Oh, like distance-wise? Yeah. Um, Let's see, they were creeping up towards the middle. I'd say they're probably like 15, 20 feet from the last one. Okay, well, so they're spiders. Yep. And can climb. Uh, So they, 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 all four of them shoot off towards the last orb and try to try to scratch it open with their little spider. All right, sweet. Yeah, they're climbing around Tess, over her, around her, very easily breaking through um, as she cheers them on. And uh, give me... You don't need to roll an attack. Somehow they're going to rip apart these last few shreds from the pod. And um, as they break through this pod and the last bit of sash falls, you hear another shrill shriek come from this strider. And she screams out to the heavens, blood, like golden blood dripping from her mouth, from her razor sharp teeth. Her hourglass figure glows this bright, bright, bright gold. The moonbeam is blinking and flashing and um, surrounding this room in a blinding light. And then all of a sudden, both her and the pod burst into a magnificent golden cloud uh, that surrounds the room and projects all the way around as the figure in the center and the spider webs, spider webs around it fall. And he crashes to the ground um, in this mummified form. And the projection that shows all around the room is a stormy night and rain falling down all around um, the city of Woodhaven. And there is the image of the back of Carl's house and the archmage standing in the doorway arguing with Carl's father as he slings packs and rations over his horse, Deacon. And the mumbled argument of them talking about uh, Carl saying, I have to do this. I'm being called to the forest. I have to go. I have to go, Ezra. 
And Ezra's saying, you have a family, Carl. We can stop this. We we have a cure. We can keep you here. We can keep you safe. We can keep you alive. And he says, no, I sat here and I watched my friends die. I'm not going to be one of them. I've got to do something about it. I'm going. And then the vision fades and the projection disappears. And the room falls silent as the moonbeam dims slightly and you are left there within the broken webs, this mummified figure sitting in the center of the room. Well, let's crack him open. Crack open a cold one with the boys. Can we, uh, let's do like an arcane check or something on this shit, right? We're not trying to just like crack it open and murder somebody again. (laughs) Yeah, he's surrounded by the sash that you guys came here to seek. Like all that's left of the sash is what is currently loosely wrapped around this figure's body. Uh, Tug will gently unwrap the sash from around the cocooned figure. All right. Are all of you kind of surrounding this now? Walking up close to where Tug is? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, I know Tess is creeping forward. She's still a little weary of everything that just went down. But um, as everyone kind of approaches this figure that's fallen into this fountain in the center of the room, and Tug begins to unravel from the head first. Um, you see the figure of a man, um, rugged beard, rugged hair, scraggly. It looks like it hasn't been bathed or washed in decades. Just this old, old, old man. If you imagine what um, Robin Williams looked like in Jumanji when he first came out of the board game. <laughs> what year is it? That's kind of <laughs> what this dude looks like. Uh, But Carl, give me a history check with advantage. 19. Okay. think you knew this was coming. As the golden sash kind of falls away from his face, um, Carl, you get a closer look, and there is no denying it, but this is the living, breathing figure of your father. Dad! Last but not least, a very special shout out to our patrons that donate $5 or $5 to $15 a month. Metal Minister, Zachary Robert Crowley Barros, Jen, Jason Lynn, Michael Bowden, The Stone Druid, Joshua Gibson, 8-Bit Wizard, James J.C. Klontz, Ungles with Benefits, I'm Just Saying. Daniel Miles, Jaeger, Joshua McKee, Raver E. Alice, Petey, Jason Colliver, William Martin, Andrew Fontenot, Favtastic, Ursula Bertea, Cody Irwin, Lady Magesire, Shepard Tiberius, Anderson Martins, Jimmy the Penguin, Austin Pence, Derek Norman, Tim Searle, Liquor Locker, Kensworth Slater, Torben Schwarz, J.J. Holler, Chris Harrison, Tucker Barkley, Pat Menads, Seth M. Harrison, Kevin DeHart, Matthew Watson, Jesse Jones, David Barron, Jason Ripman, Joshua Motzinger, Nicole Chapin, Ian Coughling, William Martin, Dice Quest Podcast, a.k.a. Jack, Nick Vukulich, Vitaly Vasilyuk, 
and Adam Hoffling. Thank you all so much for your donations to the show. If you want to get in on this list or the one that I read in the middle of this episode, go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. <laughs>